0: Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.
1: Welcome to the Far Post Perth, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome to the Far Post Perth podcast brought to you by Outside90.com in association with the Daily Football Show. Um, it's the dynamic duo, myself and Donna Jeffrey, with you today. Um, we've got a bit of a chat about what's been going on, all things Perth glory, what's happening in the local scene, A-League and just a general football chat. Donna, how are you going?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Been a little bit um off color the last week, but we're um we're back and we're um chomping at the bit to get into some football football, football stuff.
0: Fork. Let's do this.
1: So, um Perth Glory against your mob Friday night.
0: Yes. As Peter said to me today, you guys fielded your B team squad against us and still drew. Uh, it's a very frustrating topic for me because I believe that we should have won, considering Ye- all the chances and the team that we had out there. It, we were, we were very, very silly in front of goals.
1: So, I mean, I wrote a bit of an article which came out today on Outside Ninety. Um, I basically said that the catalyst for the result for Perth was just a bit of a never say die attitude. They got in your face a fair bit. They frustrated you, you guys made some silly mistakes, whether that's because of the pressure um, or whether you guys were just off off, on an off day.
0: I think, um, and a few other people would agree, it was a very good game by us despite the scoreline. We played a very good brand of football. I was very impressed with our whole squad, but we just couldn't find the ball in the back of the net. I think it was 22 shots.
1: Yeah, I think we had one shot on and one shot, which... You know. it,
0: it's That, to me, is ridiculous. So back to um, scoring practice and penalty practice and whatever you want to do, Muskie, but the ball's got to go in the back of the net <laughs> to win a game. So it was very frustrating for myself. But credit to Glory, um, they did have a depleted squad. But in saying that, I've said it numerous times that the squad that they have, it still gives me tingles. It still uh, frightens me. So, hey, well done.
1: Yeah, I going into the match, I was quite pessimistic. I've got to admit, um, once we lost um, Castro and uh, Joshy Risden um, yeah. the previous week, I, I mean, they're two massive outs. Um, we also were without Reese Williams, who was out during due uh, to suspension. Um, I think we, being glory were let off the hook phenomenally because I was going into that match thinking it could be a three nil kind of drubbing.
0: Oh, so did I. I had no doubt in my mind. I thought we we had this comfortably after seeing, especially seeing that Castro was out and Rizdon. Um, the team seemed to really rely on them to, uh, more so Castro. So when he he was out, I was like, okay, this is this could be a little bit easier for us. But they continued to press us, uh, despite the fact that they they weren't very impressive they still continued to press us and knew what they had to do to get the draw it did feel like towards you know the 70th minute they were playing for that one all they, they it was there they were playing for it
1: Handbrake on the bus they had to
0: they, yeah. they parked it phenomenally yeah. <laughs> like it was brilliant yeah. so um
1: it was good to see some of the young guys come in um yes. brandon wilson changed up his kind of central midfield role to I, fill in for yeah. rizzo on the
0: i thought he was brilliant
1: at right fullback, yeah,
0: yeah, I thought he was great. I thought he did very, very well compared to the other guys. I thought he was pretty spot on.
1: Um, another one who was called in was um, young Costa Petrados who came in, uh, played up front next to Andy Kio. Um, Neil will be pr- proud that I pronounced that um, semi correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I think.
0: I think I still say it wrong.
1: Andy Kio. Um, <laughs> also, I thought Liam Ready. Um, I thought he was quite good in keeping us in the game. There was a one-on-one with um, Marcus Rojas, which... Well,
0: he had to. Uh, And there was quite a few one-on-ones. James Trezzi, Marco Rojas. Like, there was so many that he had to get. He was... Other than the one blunder that I thought was going to go past him, uh, when he came out, he shouldn't have. I thought that was a certain goal, but we decided to send that into the back. You know, up to the third level of Amy Park. Yep. Um, But other than that, I think Reddy's been quite solid for you guys, despite the losses... He does come out very confident and he was very sharp. As in very quick to the ball. I've never seen him so fast before. He, so he, oh, he he's fit. one of those <laughs>
1: he's one of those players that you still get slightly nervous around. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really um, I don't know, he doesn't really command the box as well as what he should, I don't think. He's a little bit hesitant at times, yeah. and I thought that changed against Victory. I thought, as you said, oh, I he was... he
0: was spot on.
1: Um, he was very, there was a, one where he came out for Rojas and he could have dead-set given away a penalty there, Absolutely, but he but was, it was strongly... Very clean. Um, clean's the good word. Um, despite the injuries, there's still a little bit of um, angst um, around the Glory fans with some of the the selections. Um, who should be in, who should be out. We actually lost Grant before the match. Dino came in. There's a little bit of talk around Dino, whether he's passed it, whether he's mobile enough. Um,
0: yeah, Dino for me has always been a favourite of mine. Like I've always been very confident knowing that he's been on. Like I'm not a supporter, but when I see him play, I always never had any doubt in my mind that he was going to perform. But Something's up. In the last few weeks, he hasn't been great and he wasn't that good against us. No, it was... He made a couple of blunders, which I think cost you guys the first goal. Yeah. Yeah. From what I remember correctly. So, all in all... And that's um, stuff
1: that five years ago he would have cleaned up. No exactly. dramas at all. So. I don't know whether
0: it's. I don't think it's got to do anything with age or anything. I don't like when people say he's getting older and so forth. I think it's a confidence thing. Getting dropped, putting back in. He's only in because someone's injured and so forth. Um, he's got a lot of passion, so I think you know he can. It is early stages, but it's those silly mistakes that any supporter, even myself, I was like, "What were you thinking?" Have to say, and you know, as a footballer, you know, you're going to get criticised no matter what.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still of um, the uh, thought that we should be sticking with that Grant Lowry centre back pairing. I know we lost Grant in the week. We haven't had Lowry in the early rounds, Um, but um, I mean, they did the job for us a couple of years ago before that salary cap kind of of incident. and um, they did a job for us last season. Um,
0: they're quite solid in the back, the both of them. Oh, they're, they're very solid. They're fantastic. You, if you had them both fit, it would be no deliberation. No. Dino would not get a, a sniff, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, And that's just being honest. But unfortunately, he didn't have many options. Kenny had to bring in someone like Dino. You know, he, he did make a few mistakes, but what are you going to do?
1: There's also talk about because of Castro being out, whether there's that no Castro, no glory kind of scenario because we seem to be lacking with that support for Castro in the midfield. Um, It was something else that was in this article that I wrote about today was is it having an effect on an ageing body of Diego Castro that he's getting ultimate pressure from opposition players and he's not getting that support? They're not sharing that workload um, as they probably should.
0: I think other players and clubs have figured it out. Castro is relied on quite, hef, you know, really, really a lot um, during his game. So other clubs and players have, have noticed that. So they're applying that pressure on him. Um, having him missing is a very big out and he's not going to be back for another two weeks, is it?
1: No, I think it's a bit longer than that. I think it's pushing closer to four or five. so
0: he's going to be missing the next two home games and then your away game, um, which is one of the biggest ones against Melbourne City in Melbourne. So let's hope he's back for that big game, but he is a very big out and they do need to start putting some more Well, I don't know how to put it nicely, but they need to support him a bit more. They can't just rely. It's not a one man show. And unfortunately, that's what it's been lately. And you can see it on him. He gets very frustrated. He's very good with the ball. Anybody would want to have him in this squad, but no one is supporting him out there. And I don't know whether it's they're not linking well together. They're not, you know, I haven't seen the same formation continuously happen with Kenny. He's constantly changing things up. So I don't know whether that affects the, the players. They've only got a few days to practice that formation and then it comes in and then it's changed and they've got to adapt to that again. I don't know whether that's what is happening. And injuries
1: might be playing a part yeah. in, in that. Um, Absolutely. I'm sure it does to a certain extent. But
0: Harold, Keogh, the midfield, they all really need to step up.
1: Um, Keo. Bit of a side note, Keo, with that goal became the um, highest scorer. I'm just going to make a little bit of a note there to the guys at the Daily Football Show. They said that he was the um, number one scorer for Perth Glory. That's actually incorrect. He's the number one scorer for Glory in the A League.
0: Yes, um, Bobby Despotowski would be.
1: Yes, yeah. uh, with 113 yeah. goals. So. Yeah. Um, He's, Andy Keogh is a little bit away from that, I'd say. <laughs> uh,
0: he's a fair bit away from that, but let's talk about that goal because that was an absolute cracking fireball. I've Who was
1: honest. it that put that ball through to Harold down the right? Because that ball was phenomenal. Um, it may have been Nevo. Um, it could have been. But Harold to get onto that ball and then whip it back um, to the top of the box for that Keogh finish. Um, oh, it was
0: a cracking goal. Oh, Beautiful out. Beautiful Harold and it was... Absolutely cracking goals, yeah. just in awe
1: of it. Oh, it's it's stunned. And he does that.
0: He stands up when he needs to, but again, one it, goal wasn't going to win the
1: It game. stunned that Melbourne Victory crowd. I mean, I think. It was it, quiet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was quiet, let's it, face
1: it. It sure was. 16,000 sure was. people when it was dead. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the game?
0: No, I don't think I have much thoughts other than the fact that you know what, kudos to Perth Glory. They came away with the draw. That's what they wanted. It was a point. It secured them um, to stay in the top five if Central Coast had won by four or more goals, but they didn't. They, they got thrashed. Um, so I think it's it's very positive. I think we need to see the positives in this is that they held a full-strength Melbourne victory squad. At home. That's the positive.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's the
0: only positive. The negative is they need to really improve because they have not been at their best. Even when they beat Adelaide at home, they were still the second.
1: One thing that I time. think that Perth fans can take as a huge positive is we still haven't fielded our strongest side no. in many people's opinions.
0: No, that's exactly right. And we're not,
1: we haven't played at our best because of that. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So there's. it's what? What are we in, nine rounds
1: in? Nine rounds in? Yeah,
0: it's early days. Early days. It's early days.
1: So we'll um, we'll wrap up the Perth Glory section there. Um, actually, before we do, we're at home next week. Uh, well, this next coming week. this <laughs> coming Saturday night against Newcastle. Um,
0: they have one big in Newcastle with Andrew Naboo. He's been outstanding for them this year and then come out with injury and he's in. So I expect big things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, should be... A, should be a stock standard home win for Perth though.
0: You would hope so, but you know, with the performances that they've had, it's they've got to step it up. Newcastle's no easy beats. Like you look at them, yeah, on the ladder, whatever, they've only had one win, but they've had you know, and they've had one draw and so forth, but they're still not a very mediocre side. So Glory need to step it up and they're not going to be able to park the bus on this one. I don't think. So we
1: got Newcastle at home this week, Sydney FC away. Yeah. The, uh, sorry, at home the week after. Yes. Two home matches. Um,
0: well, you'd hope to take six points out of both those matches. I think Sydney next week is going to be a very tough one for anybody. Sydney is Sydney
1: starting bottom. to get a, get worked out a little bit. I think in a couple of the last weeks, there's been some sides that have yeah. um, taken points off them.
0: Um, them. Yeah. And no, there's no reason why we can't do
1: that at home either.
0: It's gonna be very well Sydney have funnily enough they have Melbourne City this Friday night, so it's gonna be a top two table clash between yep, them. So. Yep,
1: we'll we'll get to that in our next uh, in our next section. Um we'll wrap up there and um there's some um actually just before we do that again, um there's some pretty good um deals This week for the football, I think they're actually um, promoting a family.
0: Yes, $49 for two adults and two children.
1: That's great. I think
0: that's absolutely fantastic. It should entice a lot of people. School holidays are coming up. Kids want to go. It's a Saturday night. There is no excuses. And just on
1: that, um, membership's up this season, uh, 40% on last season it's been reported. The second biggest increase across the league behind Melbourne City And I guess Melbourne City have got the Cahill factor and we've talked about that quite a bit. What is it that's brought people back
0: to Perth? I think it's the administration that's brought them back. I think they have fixed a lot of things in the back room and it's resonated into the community. Peter's been outstanding and he's fantastic. He's a very hands-on approach CEO, as you can tell. Um, So I think that that's what the fans are seeing. But I think... In order to move forward, you know, we've said I've said it a thousand times. WA is quite; they're quite biased. They need they need wins. Fickle.
1: Yeah, fickle's they're, the they're word. Very
0: they're very frustrating that way. So they need to see more results on the pitch, and I think it's just going to completely increase. What are you sitting on? You almost at the they want to smash a ten thousand mark. This well,
1: though this I season, think the original figure eight. that they were chasing was eight and a half. They're just sitting under eight at the moment,
0: and we're only but around I 10. think.
1: You know, in the back of people's minds is ten thousand.
0: Yeah, and that would be fantastic. I don't think they've had that that number in quite some time. So
1: you get ten thousand plus five thousand walk ups per game. You're sitting at an average of fifteen thousand. Yeah. that's um, that's huge
0: for the that's huge for the club. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Resolve needs to keep coming in. Otherwise, yeah, it's not going to move any forward.
1: All right, we'll finally wrap that, that, that up. section up there, and we'll um talk a little bit more about the A League, and we'll um uh, sum up some of the other matches and what else has been happening across the league. You're listening to the Far Post Perth, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back to the Far Post Perth podcast brought to you by Outside90.com in association with the Daily Football Show. Um, w League, Donna, what's been happening?
0: Well, the uh, Perth Glory got their second win of the campaign since the first round, which was really good against my bomb, against the victory. Good stuff. Um, which is great for Bobby and his team. Uh, Vanessa Di Bernardo once again scored an absolute screamer for Perth Glory, so um, credit to her. She's really stepped it up at the moment. They're doing really well. I watched uh, the highlights of the game, and it was it was quite interesting um, to see the team dynamic and how Sam Kerr had fit into it. Um, she did miss two chances just before the break, which was quite gutting for her. But they came away with a two 0 win um, against Melbourne Victory, and they will be hosting Sydney FC this weekend at Dorian Gardens. So if you can get down there at 4 p.m., go and watch them because they're finding their stride at the moment.
1: What day? Think
0: on Sunday. On the Sunday, 11th 4 of p.m. December, you
1: heard it here, folks. Get down and support down and the support, ladies.
0: Yeah, go down and support them. Um, it's going to be a really good game. Bobby, when I went one-on-one with Bobby, he said that Sydney looked like the team to beat this season, So, as they are even in the A-League. So go down there and support the girls because I think it's going to be an absolute cracking game. Should
1: be a, quite a few of the Matildas girls down there. Kyle Simon obviously playing for Sydney. I Absolutely, think Lydia yep. Williams is there also. Um, so you're going to see some extraordinary football played by some of the world's best
0: yeah absolutely. So just go down there and support the girls if like we, don't, we don't say it enough and I don't think we support the women enough. Um, but I think you know, it's time to step up and do that and just get behind them. And you know Sunday, Sunday football, four o'clock, the weather's going to be beautiful. Dorian Gardens. There you go. Go do it.:
1: Excellent. Sounds great. Um, a bit of talk it has been going on for a while now is the expansion. Um, seems like it's been going on and on oh. and on and on. Um, it's been confirmed now. Bit of a announcement in the week. Um, the A League will look to be expanded by two more sides to a 12-team competition by the 2018-2019 season. Um, the front runners look to be South Melbourne and Tasmania. Yep. Um, is that putting all our eggs in that kind of southeastern basket? Uh.
0: Firstly, I think in order—I don't know whether expanding by two teams, an extra two teams—is enough. I saw an article today that you know it should be a fourteen, at least fourteen to sixteen teams. I know it's asking for a lot, but you know with teams like South Melbourne that are already established, they've already got the backbone for it. I think let's you give them an A League license. Let's think about two teams that don't that don't have that. Let's work on them and then you know expand it maybe by three. Um, if not for South Melbourne, it's too hard to say it well it'd be silly to say not to give them the license. they're they're really working hard to to get one at this stage. Um, Canberra as well, there was talks of a second Perth team, um, but then Peter came out and said that it shouldn't happen within the next ten uh, years.
1: I think that's a little bit far off myself.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'd like way. to see it. But... I would love to see you know a Fremantle or a Mandra against Perth. It's just let's build on Perth Glory at the moment and get them to where they have to be, be yep. the benchmark, as they did with Victory and then bought City in, and now City are contenders. They're, yep. they're in there now. They're no longer the little brother of Melbourne. They're, they're the talk of the town. So let's build on that. A lot of people are saying that a team should be in Geelong. I've been to matches in Geelong. The turnout is fantastic. I don't like Skilled Stadium as a, as a ground. It's not bad, but I don't like it as much for viewing. Um, I like the concept of had how the seats do come in. I've watched many games, many derbies there, and it's been unbelievable. I think a Geelong team, I think they're crying out for one. I think that would be good. Um, but I definitely want to see South Melbourne and Canberra up there. I feel like Canberra deserve one as well. I think they deserve a team.
1: I know our good friend, Mark Van Aken, over at the Daily Football Show, huge uh, South Melbourne fan. Yeah. Uh, have worked closely with them over the years. Um, his concerns are that... These South Melbourne fans that were seen that we saw in the old NSL days may have gone either back to their local roots right. or possibly jumped on a victory or a yeah. Melbourne city is there enough interest around Melbourne to be able to you
0: will be surprised have three I think sustainable there clubs I honestly think there is and I think you'll be surprised on how many supporters it's what, a city of four million people. And you have what, twenty five thousand members, City have what, ten? That's thirty five thousand at four million people that are in Melbourne. Let's say two million of them follow the NSL days. I don't think I'll have any problem at all. Two million. I, I two million so. you reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Oof. That's a it's half. Half the population of Melbourne. There's four million people. Well in Victoria, should I? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe a casual interest, I wouldn't That's say. That's what I mean, yeah. Like
0: on. but so I don't think there's a lot of supporters out there that don't support victory because they're huge NSL fans and they think it's against their codes and god knows what else. And there's a lot of supporters out there that support the city that won't support victory. But then there's also people that I know that don't support either squad because the fact that they believe that the NSL was was dropped at a you know, there's no history board in from Melbourne, they're two completely new teams Unlike Perth Glory, they've come in. They're from the NSL, and there's that respect there. I think that South Melbourne will have no issues at all in selling out their stadiums. I have I have every bit of faith in them with the module that they have at the moment that is going on down there.
1: So, tied in with this is the TV deal, yes. which is the deadline is tomorrow, being Thursday the eighth. Um. The A-League has asked for potential broadcasters to come up with two figures, one of a 10-team competition, one of a 12-team competition. Um, So it's going to be interesting how this all ties in. The figure that has been pasted around again today was $75 and around that mark, um, which is phenomenal considering where we've come from in the last 10 years.
0: Absolutely. I think, um, you know, having it on Optus and so forth, I think there was an article saying that more people are watching the A-League now than they are watching the EPL.
1: Um, well, there's uh, – Robbie Hi, Slater um. Robbie Slater wrote um, a piece in the week saying that the A-League is possibly taking the gloss off the EPL. Um, and I, I put that down to the um, – The platform uh, in which the EPL is being broadcast on, Um, I will be very, very disappointed if I have to rely on technology, aka a laptop, a phone, this and that, in order to watch my team. I think it takes away so much of the, the human element. Um, the social element, you know, to be sitting there on your couch at four o'clock in the afternoon on your laptop instead of being down the boys for the pub yep. where you should be.
0: I've gone through that at the moment. We've got the Optus, the remarkable Optus box to watch the EPL and it's so frustrating. It's, it's delayed. Um, it blacks out just randomly. If you don't have good internet speed, it doesn't work as quick as you want. I don't want the A-League to resort to that. Um but I do believe that you know in order to entice some of the younger people and you know you know the younger generation is what I like to call them it does there needs to be someone free to air for oh them. absolutely like I, it has to be it has to be done
1: i think a, a Friday, i think one you know, one Friday match yeah, one Saturday match absolutely. on free to wear I'm not absolutely. talking about these secondary channels. No, I'm talking
0: about proper 9, 7 or 10 need to pick them up.
1: Absolutely, proper, absolutely.
0: Not that gem and that up, but proper free-to-air channels, yep. just like the footy have, the cricket have. We need that in order to entice people, and I think it would be great for the league if that happens. Well, I think
1: if the, I think the right fit would have to be Channel 10. Yep. Um, channel 7 is way too locked up in the AFL. Channel Nine's way too locked up with the cricket, who obviously the A-League is a... Probably a direct competitor, competitor of. Yep. Um, and I think besides that six week to eight week period that you got the big bash twenty twenty on um, I think channel ten is the is the right platform for it um, and also with free to wear coverage comes your free to wear promotion absolutely because they want to. Promote the products that they're affiliated with, the same that seven do with AFL, the same that nine do with the cricket. So, half your promotion's done for you. It's in people's faces, it gets reported on more in their news bulletins, it gets reported on more at six o'clock on bloody sunrise and whatever those bloody programs are.
0: Um, I do have one thing Tim Gossage is not to comment on the (sighs) alien for this on Channel 10. All due respect, Tim, but you have no idea.
1: Yeah, enough said on that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, some more news, um, obviously a lot closer to home is the um, the phenomena around the MPL um, in terms of where it's going. There's been a lot of talk about June um, league United, obviously getting promoted. Then they're not getting promoted. Subiaco's cracking the shits. Um, there was um, They were alleged to be getting some kind of legal action involved. Uh, Football yeah. West is crisscrossed from side to side to side. And now finally they want to settle on a 14-team competition, which is which just going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons yeah, in the rest of the leagues.
0: Which keeps Subiaco in the league. Um, and they've promoted Jundalap and Mandra. And Mandra City. Um, which the big kerfuffle was all about Jundalap United to begin with, with the dispute that's happening with Subiaco and so forth. I'm not fully um, aware of what's gone on. I think Neil, unfortunately Neil's not here. He'd be the best person to speak to regarding this. But in my opinion, I don't understand what Subiaco has to offer to the NPL. I am I watch the NPL. I go watch Florian and Sterling quite closely when it's on. Um, and I support the local league. But I don't know what Subiaco actually has to offer that they – are considered to be the favourites of some sort. I feel like they've got something that just keeps them there. Um, so it's going to be very interesting, a 14-team a 14 team league, um, and that's it. Now, and Drew Luck's in it after all that. So
1: yeah, it's all been
0: laid to rest, we hope.
1: It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see the effect it has on the other, on the obviously the State League 1, State League 2, and then potentially going all the way back down to amateurs. Yeah. Um, where it sits with um, Doondalup City, obviously, losing the playoff to Don Ella, where that all kind of comes Boy, up. Where that
0: happens, yep.
1: yeah. Um, I'm not privy to the numbers, but hopefully the next couple of weeks we can have someone on and clarify it. Yeah, all.
0: We'll, we'll try and get a guest on to have a chat about that. But I just want to quickly, before we wrap up MPL and local stuff, just want to um, congratulate Stephen Nowakowski on becoming the president of Olympic, um, yep. Olympic Kingsway. Yeah his motto is it's time to take this great club back to the top and I can't think of anyone better to take the reins there. It's so refreshing to see that the next generation has come in to step up and to take over what is a great club with a huge history. Uh, So big things coming their way um, I believe and Steve has offered to come on, so hopefully in the next few weeks we can get him on and have a chat to him about what his plans are for Olympic.
1: And they also picked up Graham Normanton to come in and coach their first team, I understand, you know, the king of the...
0: Which is huge. I am a huge fan of Normo.
1: (laughs) Most successful coach in the uh, state league, as I understand it. Yes. Um,
0: So good work over there. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. um, As the time goes on, we'll get over Christmas and we'll start getting into the night series and we'll do a bit of coverage on that for the for the more folks football, out there,
0: more football.
1: Excellent, we can't love get enough.
0: That. Exactly. Um,
1: just a little bit away. Um, other news: PFA awards. Yeah. Um, Harry Kewell was awarded the Axe Tobin Medal um, for his services to football. Probably the, in many people's eyes, the greatest player of our kind of era, um, possibly of all time to come out of Australia. Um, obviously, I'm a big Leeds fan. Um,
0: If you listen to uh, Harry's interview when he was talking to Garbs, you forget what an amazing football brain he actually has. It is unbelievable. The things that he was saying, I was in absolute awe of him. Uh, His determination and what he wants, he's dreaming big, and I don't think it's going to stop him. His his dream is to coach the first team of Liverpool. Well, even as a
1: player, you know, heading over from, um, I think he was at... uh, Marconi juniors yeah. um, got picked up by Leeds as a 15-year-old, um, done his um, apprenticeship at the academy there, came through, played first-team football. Um, unfortunately, had a bit of a falling out um, with players and um, his agent got involved and it got quite messy there for a while before he headed to Liverpool. Um, but phenomenal player, absolutely. Yeah, I think we tend to best, forget about Best left-sided player in the world. At that time, I I think. I love
0: Harry, um, and I think we all, I think because he hasn't been involved in the Australian football scene for a little while, we forget about how great he truly was for Australian football and how he's going to be in the future. He has hinted and said, you know, if in the future things don't work out over there, he would love to coach in the A League, and I don't think there's anyone better than him to have a stint over here. So hopefully, we see him here in the next. Five to ten years and he's coaching a team over here. Absolutely. Shout out to the other award winners. Aaron Moy, the PFA Footballer of the Year for last season. He was absolutely brilliant. Yep. Um, Lydia Williams won the PFA Women's Footballer of the Year. Congratulations to her. And Jamie McLaren won the PFA Harry Kill Medalist under the Young PFA Award.
1: Yep, under 23.
0: Yeah. What an outstanding season he had last year. He's back on the scoring board now as well. I think they're all very deserving winners. Oh, absolutely. I I don't think there's anyone else that you could um, pick out um, within the lads and with Lydia. So congratulations to um, all four of them.
1: And also um, last week they had the um, Western Australian Football Hall of Fame Awards. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have the names in front of me, but congratulations to all the winners there. Um, Well done. And... um,
0: yeah, big awesome. shout out to Jamie Harnwell, which was one of the biggest ones that um, was inducted in there.
1: Yep, Perth what, Glory legends. What,
0: yeah, what a guy. He's, Sorrento legend. fantastic. He's back at Sorrento now. He's also involved, um, he's at Football West as their community and development manager, I think And coaching is, at yeah. Sorrento. And coaching. So this guy just does not know when to stop. So good on him and congratulations, as he said, to all winners because it's a very prestigious award.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And well done to Richard Crider and the guys who put the event together.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Well done.
1: Alright, guys, we'll wrap it up there. Um, Donna, thanks very much for coming on board again.
0: No worries, anytime. Should we tip for next week? And uh, see all right. our let's let's, just let's end see how stupid
1: we can look. Um,
0: Melbourne City and Sydney. I'm going for a draw.
1: I'm going for Sydney at home.
0: Ah, uh, Wellington Central Coast.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: That's. I'm going to
1: say Wellington can get one.
0: I'm going Central Coast Ooh. just to change things up. Victory v Western Sydney. Now watch yourself on this one, young man. Oh, it's,
1: <laughs> the, uh, it's the dick measuring competition. <laughs> um, I think uh, I, I'm going to go for a draw in this.
0: I'm obviously going to go for the victory. We absolutely hammered them last time, so I have no doubt that we'll be able to do that again. Perth Glory, Newcastle Jets. 2-0 Perth. I'm going to um, Newcastle. Actually, oh, I'm saying mouth. one nil to Newcastle, and then they'll just park it. Get out. <laughs> and then Brisbane v Adelaide, which I think is going to be an absolute cracking game. For some odd reason, I think it's just going to they're going to bring out the best of each other.
1: Yeah, that's the Sunday hangover match. Oh, I'm so... going,
0: but I am going to go for Brisbane on this one. I don't think Adelaide are quite there yet. No,
1: I think Brisbane will do it easily.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, we so we've done our tips. We go. We're going to um, probably look a bit stupid come uh, next Come next pod.
0: week, yeah. We'll let you guys know how it we went on that one.
1: Brilliant. All right, guys. Um, don't forget you can catch us um, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Audio Boom and iTunes.
0: And on Saturday, come find us at Gate 1. I'll be wearing my prestigious Perth Glory hat for some fan engagement after the match against Newcastle.
1: Yep, outside the main gates. Um, get along, support the Glory. Get along, support the Glory women. And um, until then, enjoy your football. Thanks for listening to the Far Post Perth, powered by Outside90.com.
0: a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries, grab an entry in-store or online